you know, this has been remarkable as I've been prepping for this show, the people of the lie, the closer you get to the party, the more often you lie and at a far greater scale you lie. And the more clear it is that you may not even know you've become a liar. The Todd Herman Show is 100% disapproved by big pharma, technocrats, and tyrants everywhere. Now, from the high mountains of free America, here's the Emerald City Exile, Todd Herman. Today is the day the Lord has made, and these are the times through which God has decided we shall live. In times such as these, what is the secular saying? In the moments of times of universal deceit, telling the truth is an act of bravery. That's true. And in terms of the party and the lies, so we talked about last hour, the lies that kids don't deserve to have a mom and dad. The kids don't have any rights, that the, the rights of whomever to have however many kids forever, however much money they want to spend to have those kids, that that's good and that's equal and that all families are equal. They're not. It's not to say that there are not fantastic adopted parents, adoptive parents. I, I'm sure there's tens of thousands in this audience. And I am so very lucky to have godparents, or at least I decided to call them my godparents. I've never said we're your godparents, but they, I very much consider them adoptive parents. And, and they've been kind enough to say, we think of you as a son. And that's, man, that's a huge honor. And mentors and the like. And, you know, even Katie Faust, who we talked to last hour, she is an adoptive mother. And so that's not, that's not the issue. The issue is this broad scale, just wiping out of what it means to be parents and the purposeful destruction of those lines. I'm ever more dumbfounded that it is simply not possible to get the woke me. Well, I shouldn't say woke the mockingbirds to go tell the story that you, if you have enough money, you can, you can go to Bangladesh or wherever and hire a woman, hire 10 women as surrogates, pay them to fly to Washington State, give them worker visas, pop them up in a, hosp- a hospital, get them pregnant, um, you know, artificially inseminated, however you want to do it, really. Uh, they'll stay there and you can arrange, I guess, genetically to have twins. So you, can, you, you have them give birth to 20 kids uh, you sign some papers, you fly home, you own the babies. You own the babies. Oh, you're their parent, but sure, yeah, you, you, that's, that's, that's not industrial scale selling of humans, which is exactly what it is. And no one would ever use that for sex trafficking. Why wouldn't they? Why wouldn't you just grow your own crop? If that's how you choose to see it. And that's, that's one of the big lies. You know, and Katie gave some other instances of this. Kids deserve to know their parents. You know, if I had in, in my younger years, if I had been responsible for a child being born um, prior to marriage, there's nothing in the world that could peel me away from that child. But the mom could say, hey, I'm too young. I don't want to be married. I want to be a single mother. I would say, no, I, would, I wouldn't do it. Uh, how could you? How could you? look at a precious little baby and, and walk away. I don't understand that behavior. 
And, and the lie goes, you know, and by the way, well, I don't want to get into that, but uh, the, the lie goes so much deeper that that's, it's fascinating that the closer you get to the party, the, the more people tell lies or the closer your industry is to being owned by the party. So think about this. Think about the party as we define it. Pharma, media, tech, academia, the deep state. Find me the honest entity there. I mean, how many lawsuits do we need to see with big pharma to understand and successful lawsuits against them to understand they are not our friends? Uh, How many times do we need to talk about them shoving wrong sex hormones into kids for fun and profit to understand they're not our friends? How much of the falsifying of the COVID numbers and the, the, the so-called trials do we need to see to understand that Pfizer hates us and will do anything to fool us to get us hooked on their garbage? The media, do I need to say anything more? Tech, you have the, the inventor of ivermectin banned for talking about ivermectin. You have the inventor of the mRNA as a carriage system for drugs banned for talking about mRNA. Academia, Harvard University. Well, we're not really blocking Asians from getting in. We're just pretending they're all unlikable. And that's, that's that was their defense. Oh, no, 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 no. We, we have a system here to make sure that everybody fits in well. And it just happens that everybody hates Asians. What can we do? What you going to do? The deep state, I can stop with the name deep state. So find me the entity there, there that are truthful. Now, I didn't say that have truth, truthful people in it. I have loved ones who work for Big Pharma. And, and, and that particular loved one is an extremely honest person, maybe to a fault. Loyal, honest, loving, caring, brilliant, 10 times smarter than I am, 100 times smarter than I am. And it happens to work in a medication field where I think it's very, very helpful and non-addictive. Media. Look, I work in media. I don't anymore because I'm in the high mountains of free America, but I worked in media for years. There's some really good people in it. Look, I'll be candid with you. My former colleague and I, friend, Jason Rance, he and I disagree on a whole bunch of stuff. We do. We disagree on on what Washington State's doing with COVID. I do think they're going to intern people. You know, if you're from Washington State, you should be worried that the Department of Health intends to uh, hold you against your will. They have the right to do that through this ridiculous, you know, a whack that they have. They're having meetings about this. And, and my friend Jason and I see this differently. Jason sees this as disinformation. It says, this is from an older instance, et cetera, and, and, or an older law. And I should have Jason on and just have him explain his point of view on this. I look at Washington State and say, what won't they do? They let cartels openly operate sex trafficking rings. <laughs> they let fentanyl and meth and heroin roam free. They let a terrorist group seize six blocks of, of Seattle and Capitol Hill. They, you know, there was the, the folks in media that I work with said, oh, come on. They're never going to have uh, traveling papers. They're not going to have so-called vaccine passports. Well, they do. Now, they're not going to fire people for not taking the injections. Well, they are. And in fact, that's starting to hit the state of Idaho, that, that firing. We have supply shortages here because the dictator of Washington state fired a whole bunch of transportation workers when the global warming hit. And the global warming hit the pass and they've got record snows and every single pass through Washington state was shut down. Now, so you see that and he's a person of the lie. 
So I disagree with Jason on, on, on many things. And I will tell you this, Jason Rance is an honest man. I, I wholeheartedly. And, and I know that through a variety of factors, not just as a, you know, not just as, as on air personalities. I know Jason to be an honest man. And most media is not. And the fact is, they're so roped into this. that This is the second part of the thesis. The more that an entity is owned by the party or the, the members of the party, the, the, the big pieces of the party, the less honest that is. So let's go from pharma down to, to a pharmacist. These pharmacists know they're not giving people informed consent. They know it. When they shoot people up with these injections, they know they're not giving informed consent because they're not asking they're not answering questions. They know that the people aren't aware of the of the the um, the the risks per age group. They know that most people are not aware that these injections, statistically speaking, cannot help children in any way, shape, matter, idea, faction, or form. They know that people don't know that if you're 40 years old and male getting shot up with this mRNA garbage, hey, congratulations, you just doubled your chances of having heart disease. Woohoo, go you. But they're owned by the party, the media, the media. They, they can't tell their truth for five minutes about the COVID. And when they do, it's a story that sneaks out. And we'll explore this more, but the closer you are, to the party, the more you lie and on a bigger scale, the more your industry is owned by the party, the more you, you aren't even allowed to correct the lies or, or break out of the lies. And wouldn't you know it that God almighty is very clear on this. Proverbs 21, six through eight, a fortune made by people who tell lies amounts to nothing and leads to death. But the conduct of those who are not guilty is honest. I think that's Proverbs six and eight, not six through eight. Psalm, Psalm 12, verses two through six. Everyone lies to their neighbor. They flatter with their lips, but harbor deception in their hearts. May the Lord silence all flattering lips and every boastful tongue. And those who say, by our tongues, we will prevail. Our own lips will defend us. Who is Lord over us? Because the poor are plundered and the needy groan. And I, and I will now arise, says the Lord. I will protect them from those who malign them. And the words of the Lord are flawless, like silver purified in a crucible, like gold refined seven times. Now, are you the perfect one who doesn't tell a lie? I I will catch myself sometimes. uh, It's a nice lie or it's a, you know, in fact, um, you know, when we started this podcast, I had the opportunity to do something that would have given us an amazing head start. and, And man, I was tempted. But it was dishonest. I mean, it was really dishonest. And I, I'm so glad the Lord protected me from that. But, you know, you get the, hey, can you come over to dinner tonight? And yeah, we got plans. You're going to come over. And then and it's, oh, I'm so tired. And instead of just calling and saying, oh, I'm so tired that you're, you're tempted to do the, oh, you know, this thing came up. And then and my cousin, uh, his hair came off. And then I found his hair. And now I need to take him his hair. And you get into these, you know, insane lie cycles. And they're little, little tiny lies, but that's not what we're talking about. And not that the Lord necessarily says big lie, little lie. Incidentally, the Lord is face, faithful to, con, you know, if, to, to forgive us. First John one through nine, if we confess our sins or one nine, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. That's one of my favorite passages. 
God is light in him. There's no darkness at all. One of my favorite passages. But if you go further out from the party, here's what's so indicative of our times that truth is so fresh. You know, when you see truth in this environment, it is so utterly fresh that I think it just draws people straight to it and to the speaker of it. This is, this guy's a healthcare consultant and it looks like this is in the UK and he is speaking uh, about, they're, they're shooting a news story or a documentary here. So you hear this guy and, and he's with the camera crew asking about the injection diktats in this hospital environment and just see how this just stands out. By the way, he says this in an extraordinarily humble way. What do you, what do you think of the, the new rule to require vaccination? Oh, I should say, so there's a crowd of people standing around. Most of them don't want to answer. I think that's going to be hard to hear. I'll start the clip over. What do you, what do you think of the, the new rule to require Vaccination for the NHS staff. No one wants to answer. I'm not happy about that. So. You're not happy about it, tell me. So I've had COVID at some point. Yeah. Uh, I've got antibodies. Yeah. Um, I've been working on COVID ITUs at the beginning. I have not had a vaccination. I did not want to have a vaccination. Um, uh, the vaccine's reducing transmission only for about eight weeks with Delta. With Omicron, it's probably less. And for that, I would be dismissed if I don't have a vaccine. It's not, the science isn't strong enough. Well, no, I mean, the science is actually on your side. Looking at your age, you're 40 years old or so. You're far, far more likely to double your case. Well, you do double your risk of the injection of heart disease by getting the injections. You look very healthy and he knows all this, but you see how fresh that is. And this is the other aspect of this. that's so fascinating in this people of the lie. You on the, in, in an industry like pharma or, you know, big pharma owns medicine. So in that industry, all those people stood there. There's probably eight people there. But let's say that three of them agree with him. They're not going to raise their hand and say, oh, right, then I agree. You know, mate's right because of the fear. What, what, what goes hand in hand with lying when you're trying to control people is fear making. What's a great way to create fear with people is to lie about what's going to happen. And this is what's going on within pharma, media, tech, academia, and the deep state. You have so many people in academia, they know that critical race theory is racism. But they can't speak out about it because the party has the boot on their neck. And I ask you this, who is the fan of free speech, the devil or Jesus? Which one? God, the devil will come out and have you. He'll he'll animate your tongue to say a lot of things if they're if if they tear down or degrade because the devil cannot build, he cannot invent. So what he does is he tears down and he twists. That's it. He has no capacity to make anything. He can make illusions. He can't create a thing. He can lie in your head. He can mess with you, but he can't make you. God made you. So he, and he cannot be an inventor thing. So he twists that which is invented. So if you look at the world around the party, look at the twisting. Racism is bad unless it's against white people. Right? Big pharma is out to to screw the little guy unless it's on the vaccines, so-called the injections. Then it's very, very good. You should be careful what you put in your body, what you eat. Well, unless it's an injection. 
We're in for free speech unless it's being done by a Nobel Prize winning scientist who invented ivermectin. And you could just go down the list in academia. No, we can't have race. You know, we can't prevent minorities from getting into college. That's racism. What if they're Asian? Well, Asians are too smart. We got to prevent them from getting in. You, it's all twisted. And people can't speak out about it. Now, why do I say Jesus is a fan of free speech? Because he debated people. I mean, with a, with a click of his fingers. Or a, a wink of his eye, Jesus could have said, you know, stop, you're bugging me. And made you disappear. But he, he debated people a lot. And they were always astonished at what he said and how he did it. You know, some of the Jewish people at the time uh, were, were pushing back saying, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You're not the direct son of King David. The Messiah was to be his son. And Jesus, speaking to them, said, wait a minute. King David called the coming Messiah Lord. Why do, when does a father call his son Lord? Right? And the people in the temple are going, wow, wait a minute. That's right. He did call him Lord. And again, because Jesus was man and God at the same time, he could have gone into that temple and said, you know what? I'm tired. I'm just going to click my fingers and everybody's going to believe me. But he didn't. Furthermore, in the debates, I mean, yeah, he sometimes said, hey, you're a breed of vipers. And, and sometimes he was very direct that way. But he did engage in discussion. Satan doesn't go out and discuss things. And what he does, it's filled with lies and deception because he cannot live with the truth. Well, I shouldn't say that because God decides if he lives or dies, but he can't have his temporary little victories without lies because if people understood the truth, they couldn't possibly follow him. And am I saying that the party is serving the devil? I'm saying that they have the same outcome. And I'm saying that, yes, I believe many of the party members are under control of the enemy and they don't know it. And again, just go back and compare actual honesty that is so refreshing. It shouldn't be this way. You take a controlled media environment, a controlled tech environment, a controlled academia environment, and I'm not saying that government forces them to do this all. It's a long-built uniculture of people intellectually inbred, as we talked about on Monday. Then you add the money from the Gates Foundation and the Thomas Reuters Foundation and 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 the pharma people and CDC and Tony Fauci's $58 billion and walking around money. You add all that to the mix. No wonder people are pressured. So when you hear... Someone speak out in a truthful way. This is in front of a, of a council, a government council. This lady speaks her mind and just experience how fresh this sounds. Everyone who died with COVID should be considered murdered. Early treatment has always been affected. I walked out of the hospital on the mandate day. I have my own practice and I am the only person in town treating COVID patients prior to hospitalization. I also watched the entire staff at the hospital, including in my unit, get vaccinated and then get COVID amongst all kinds of other ailments. You have now loaded your body with millions of spike proteins and you are a ticking time bomb for cancer, blood clots and whatever kind of ailment may come up in your body. And I'm tired of hearing people go and ask doctors, can they be treated for COVID? And their only option is a vaccine or go home or go into the hospital. We are not going to make it out. I'll be happy to treat any one of you for COVID prior going to the hospital because early treatment has always worked. I'm a member of the FLCCC Alliance. 
in see physicians for freedom and the medical freedom summit and i would i would ask y'all to please stop choosing fear and putting masks on our kids the vaccine is not going to work early treatment has always worked and government mismanagement of patients is why people have died and families have realized this and they are rising up and they are going to come after governments and the hospital I was highly decorated and highly respected at New Hanover. I was the November 2020 Employee of Excellence, and I had a job opportunity this year from the Chief Medical Director at this hospital, and I chose to walk out and stand up for what is right. So putting these masks on our kids is not going to help, nor is vaccination, and we all need to realize that. It is out. The cat is out of the bag, and people are speaking globally, including the inventor of the vaccine. See, and it's just so fresh that people are not used to this any longer. And what's so remarkable is how many of us are able to look at the party now and absolutely see with crystal clarity the lies. But this is endemic to what's going on as I see it. Not only can they not see the lies, when they can, they've so justified them because it's their culture. They live in a culture of lies. Why? Well, we'll talk about that. We have an event. Is it coming up? It's tomorrow. And I'm, I'm jazzed. I get to meet with a whole bunch of uh, listeners to the podcast. We, um, we went through and Julie went and found the first 25 people who signed up at the ToddHermanShow.com. And to, to give us, you know, an opportunity to visit. And frankly, this is for me to get the opportunity to see face-to-face people who mean so much to this program. And it wouldn't have grown without them. The first 25 folks. So we are getting together to have a Zoom session. And I'm going to just ask people if maybe it's okay with them if we record it and, and share some of this with you. We're going to do events like this where we gather digitally and, and see each other face-to-face. I intend to do some physical events. I really do. I need to pray, and frankly, I want to talk with my pastor and and some of the um, elders at my church about this idea of a church tour. I just want to make sure that I'm doing it for God, not for the podcast. Um, But a lot of people want us to do that. Sound like Trump. A lot of people, everybody wants me, um, but that's something we're going to intend to do. So uh, if if it comes out through prayer, we should do it. Uh, The way to know about these events, best way to know is to sign up to get emails from us. Just go to the ToddHermanShow.com. So when you're in a culture, uh, let me let me see if I can explain this right. Do you know what code shifting is? I love code shifting. I love to talk about it. It's a sociological behavior people go through. They, they code shift. You'll see this with your kids. Your kids around you when you're alone, they act one way, right? Uh, grandma and grandpa come over. They might code shift a little bit. Uh, their friends come over. Often they completely code shift. And you might say things with your ki- your kids like, Uh, Listen, I know your friends are coming over, but that doesn't give you license to be mouthy to me, to talk back. I listen, I know that Timmy does that at his house, but this is our house. So please do not engage in that behavior or I will have to ask Timmy to leave. Also, let's remember, this is an opportunity for us to show how mutual respect in, in God's way works, what it's like to be a family that, that who worships the Lord so that we will show this mutual respect for one another. And your way of respecting us is to respect your parents. Right now, your job is to do as you're told, right? That you may have those conversations. Well, kids will, will, will code shift. We code shift. You know, if you are um, in, in Silicon Valley, 
If I'm talking to someone from Silicon Valley, in fact, this happened the other day. I caught up with this guy who's a major investor in Silicon Valley. And I had a um, like 20 minute phone conversation with him. And man, it was back. All the, those guys still have the same vocal affectations and phraseology and, and uh, the not so humble, uh, humble ways of not so subtle ways of showing their great wealth. Oh man. I'm like so glad I caught you. Um, a little late, crazy, uh, just crazy back to back today. Just I'm in back to backs, but, uh, I was just coming out of the Harley, um, shop. I just, you know, I just bought this, a uh, couple of new bikes and I uh, just not running the way I wanted to. So just, I just took them to the guy and we're looking at buying another one, but anyway, how are you? And you can be offended by that, or you can say that's the culture. I chose to say that's the culture. Congratulations that you have a bunch of Harleys. That's so cool. And very, very important. Like, you know, tertiary's on earth and like, but when you're in that culture uh, and you reach a point where you don't even notice you say these things, wrestling, same way, wrestling culture. Uh, you know, I'm trying to think of the things we used to do in wrestling. Well, all the physical stuff, all the weight loss stuff, um, you, you, you get my point. Well, CrossFit culture. <laughs> There's a lot of CrossFit uh, talk about butts. In the gym, you talk about your glutes a lot or your butt. You do. And that's like, that's a little jarring when you join the front. Man, these guys are kind of obsessed with the posterior. Yeah, posterior chains where you light everything up uh, athletically. So there's that. But so many people are in the lie culture and in the, the, the wake of this lie that it is their culture. So take, let's go from a non-political instance an entertainment instance to a sports instance. And then let's get down to some political instances. And this one involves a guy I used to really respect. I always thought he had a really irksome, bothersome personality, but I used to respect him. And this is what I've said time and again, you spend too much time in DC, you will lose your moral compass. There are very few people who could work there for a long time and not become a creature of the swamp because it's a cultural thing. They call it triangulation. We call it lying. Let's start here with Alec Baldwin, who, and, and this is, this is crazy. I didn't, then this might now look, this might be the COVID shots. So this might not be Alec Baldwin. The more I look into this, I'm suspicious that it's actually um, O.J. Simpson's. Um, the best way, the only way we can honor the death of Helena Hutchins is to find out the truth. That's what I'm working toward, insisting on, demanding um, that the organizations involved in this investigation uh, do everything in their power everything in their power to find out what really happened that's all that matters the best way to honor the death of helena hutchins is to find out the truth you shot her that's the truth you pointed a gun at her pulled the trigger and shot her and then you changed your story Now, you want to say, how'd the bullet get in the gun? Okay, uh, well, but who handed it to you? And when did you decide that you don't have to open a gun and look at it to make sure it's not loaded? And by the way, the scene didn't call for pointing the gun. And and by the way, your first statements and the statements I read from the media, you were not, it wasn't, you weren't filming a scene. You were goofing off with a gun in your hand. Incidentally, something else. 
Now, what are we talking about? The culture of the lie. What does Alec Baldwin do for a living? He pretends to be other people. Where does he live? Hollywood, which is controlled by the party. Hollywood, which pretends that they're deeply, deeply, deeply concerned about the environment. Right, right, right. And they fly around in private jets. But listen in the background. I had the advantage of watching the video. He's in his car. Listen to the engine of his car. Um, the best way. Hear it? The only way we can. Does that sound like an electric vehicle to you? <laughs> ha! Um, the best way. That sounds like a, not even a V8. That sounds like a V12. And it looks to me like he's in a Jaguar SUV, just me. Hey, it's his money, and that's what he gets. You know, he gets paid for killing people. Oh, wait, sorry. No, no, I mean, no, wait, wait, wait. wait sorry, he gets paid for pretending to kill people. He killed her for free. Well, for fun. It's never too late. God is faithful to forgive. Daniel 9, 9, to the Lord our God belong mercy and forgiveness, for we have rebelled against him. Romans 5, 8, but God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we are still sinners, Christ died for us. 1 Timothy 1, 15, here is a trustworthy saying that deserves full acceptance. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, of whom I am the worst. This is Apostle Paul writing to Timothy. But when you're in the culture of the lie, it's a societal habit. Like uh, when I first went to a place where they had, um, you know, the dipping thing with your fingers, so it's a dipping bowl. And I looked at that and said, what are you talking about? You during a meal, everybody sticks their, their like um, booger hooks into that when they're eating and then they dry their booger hooks on the, on the towel. What, this is clean. This is what we do. So, oh, finger bowl. No, have you been, I mean, look, I'm not saying that, that it's not a good thing to go out and learn how to do, have fancy dinners. And it's just, I can't stand fancy dinners. And this is because I spent so many times in businesses, business meetings, having fancy dinners that I've become immune to them. <sighs> oh, the podcast and that thing that we're doing. We're launching some t-shirts. Now, normally I wouldn't be all excited about stuff for launch, but it's so cool. My wife, my wife has come up with the greatest idea for what should be on the front of the shirt. Guess what the front of the shirt's going to say? Guess what it's going to say? No, 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 guess. The only knee we take is to the Lord. Then on the back, it's going to say the Totterman Show. On the back, but the front is the only knee we take is to the Lord. Now, if we could just find a way to, you know what? I wonder if there's a technology we could embed this in the shirt. The only knee we take is to the Lord. That's cool. So I'm trying to get my daughter to design these. These are on the way, baby. Love that. Now, the way you can find out, make sure that you don't miss the first run of the t-shirts because they're going to be limited edition. Get on our email list the toddhermanshow.com and in that way you'll also get information about the show and when we're going to be present and and where we're going around the country so the the culture of the lie baldwin lives within the culture of the lie uh and i've described before that there are separate um degrees of morality like washington dc has its own morality we used to play a game this is a true story 
we used to walk into um, sort of the hipster uh, staffer and member bars because there's bars and restaurants where the senators and the congressmen go and you have to be dressed the right way and you got to be with the right person to get in. I've occasionally, I was in one and we were on one side of the restaurant and I knew a guy who could get me and a buddy over to where the members were at. And we went over and we played a game called daughter, staffer, or girlfriend, or both. Because it's a different environment there, Morley. So you'd see some old senator. He's got his arm and, it, you know, hand occasionally touching the small of the back of this young woman. And you're looking over because, hey, let's see. Daughter doesn't look like him. Staffer. Oh, yeah. She's got a briefing book. And the hand has made it around the side of the hip. It's a girlfriend. We got a twofer. Because the morality is different. Because the culture is different. Because there are people who lie for a living. Uh, Senator, I am with Marlboro. I do not believe cigarettes are addictive. Senator, I'm with Winston Cigarettes. I do not believe cigarettes are addictive. Senator, I'm with Salem Cigarettes. I do not believe cigarettes are addictive. Uh, Certainly, uh, President Biden uh, was not aware that he was filming uh, the press conference from a soundstage in Delaware. Do you have people who lie for a living? There was just a tweet put out this weekend by the White House where they claim that Joe Biden's administration has created like four or five times the job of any other administration. Number one, they don't create jobs. They can take them, but they don't create them. Number two, no, they haven't. Number three, if you're going to make that claim, then you have to remember all the jobs that were stolen as they were targeted for for shutdown by the Great Reset, which began in March of 2020 as a way of getting President Trump out of office. If you were Satan, where would you make home base in America? Where would you go? Well, he is a spirit, so he can be a lot of places at once. So let's not kid ourselves. He's in our churches And we have to pray for that to make sure that we have the full protection, full armor of guard within our churches. Pray for our pastors, pray for the staff, particularly the family of pastors because Satan goes after them. But where would you make home base? Where would it be like, oh, these are my peeps? Where the culture is a culture of lies. Pharma, Pfizer. Uh, We have a real problem in the trial. Uh, We've uh, got 18 people who died. Oh, you know, just change it to none. Okay, sounds good, Bob. Have a good day. We'll see you tonight. Yeah, I'm going to be up in D.C. I got a thing at Tony Fauci's house. Oh, me too. I'll see you there. You're bringing Barb? Uh, No, I'm bringing um, uh, Candy. Uh, Pardon me, Cindy. Culture of the lie. People of the lie. So this example is not political. and And it really shouldn't be in sports. But it is in sports because all things are being attacked by the party. This is on NBC News. And so what do we have? Let's let's go through the party participants here. We have pharma shooting people up with wrong sex hormones. We have media repeating and amplifying without an ounce of skepticism the statements of the party. We have tech 
Because you go on Twitter and tell the truth about someone's biological sex, you're going to get popped. You have academia where they're pushing this very specific thing and you have the deep state. Let's not forget that the deep state, the, the intelligence services and the army are pushing that soldiers pretend men are women, that female soldiers are being told, no, no, you have to be cool with the dude showering next to you. Okay, it's unanimous. All the party members agree. Speaking of athletes, here's another one who's a star, Leah Thompson. Last month, the swimmer at the University of Pennsylvania set two different Ivy League records. Her critics are furious, saying she shouldn't even be allowed to compete. That's because Leah Thomas is transgender and at the epicenter of this culture war, you could call it. Tomorrow is her final home meet of the season. She'll face off against Dartmouth and Yale. Both Penn Athletics and the Ivy League have put out statements supporting Leah. But of course, she is just the latest trans athlete to come under fire. In fact, 10 states have recently passed some kind of bill banning trans athletes from participating in youth sports. You might remember trans runner CeCe Telfer was deemed ineligible to compete at the U.S. Olympic trials over the summer. So let's talk about it now with Joe Yerkeba from NBC Out, who just published this piece with the latest about Leah. Joe, I'm glad to have you glad to have you here. Talk about what's going on here, right? Um, because Leah does have support from her team, from her school, from her league, if you will. And yet for some of her detractors, that doesn't seem to be enough. Sure, yeah. So there are a few different arguments happening here. You've got an argument about fairness. Uh, there are people who oppose trans women competing in women's sports because they say it's unfair to cisgender women who aren't trans, most of whom don't receive the athletic athletic advantages of higher testosterone levels during puberty. Though then you have folks who say there's very little scientific evidence that shows that those advantages carry over for trans women after transition. So then you've got this argument about fairness and human rights on the other side. And trans advocates say that this question of inclusion is about more than just sports because, you know, we're still seeing these efforts at the state level right. to ban trans people from using the bathrooms of their gender. Uh, so they say this debate is really part of a larger conversation about whether trans people can participate in certain aspects of society at all. You have the guy, the, the dude who runs health care for Joe Biden is a dude who pretends he's a woman. He says his goal is to get street kids shot up with wrong sex hormones. You have academia that's back in this garbage. You have tech. You have the media right there, the media. And you have at the top of the pyramid, in this case, big pharma to make huge coin from this. And in the center of it, in my judgment, you have the father of lies. And you have the father of lies. It was called out Romans 1. Uh, this is verse 28. Furthermore, just as they did not think it worthwhile to retain the knowledge of God, so God gave them over to a depraved mind so that they do what ought not be done. They become filled with every kind of wickedness, greed, our evil, greed, and depravity. They're full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, and malice. They're gossip, slanderers, God-haters, insolent, arrogant, and boastful. They invent ways of doing evil. They disobey their parents. They have no understanding, no fidelity, no love, no mercy. Although they know God's righteous, um, righteous decree that those who do such things deserve death, they not only continue to do these things, but also approve of those who practice them. They talk, it's, it's 26, is about shameful lusts, etc., ad nauseum. And you have this, this, this discussion on NBC and to just piece it apart again, this is how the lie works. The people who watch MSNBC, they're addicted to this. They're addicted to the feeling they get from watching MSNBC. 
And the feeling they get from watching MSNBC is this thing that they don't get through faith because many of them, I don't mean to say all of them because I don't know that to be true, but many of them have no faith in anything but themselves and their anger and their frustration and their greatness. No, I mean that, and, and their greatness. I got a note it's from Marcy. Oh my gosh, I found your show again. I so loved it when you filled in for Rush. I miss him so much. My BFF Stacy just emailed me that you have a podcast now. Listening, love that you put God at the center of it. One of your younger listeners on podcast, only 27. My dad introduced me to Rush just before Rush passed. So God, I found you. Keep what you're doing fresh and holy. Yours in Christ, Cindy from Rhode Island. I believe this may be the first email we've gotten from Rhode Island in that way. This is a potent way to share the show with friends. They are far more likely to listen to something that you email them and write a real quick note and say, hey, you guys, I I know we all loved Rush. I really liked it when Todd Herman got to fill in. God bless Rush. God rest Rush. Um, He has a podcast. Most people don't know I have this podcast. So if you send it to 10 friends who love Rush and there's two of them who say, oh, I hated that guy. It's idiots from Seattle. And eight of them say, oh, I love that guy. Or man, he was he he bothered me less than everyone else. Uh, then they can join us in the podcast. So just just send them a link to the ToddHermerShow.com. I would so appreciate that. So this is this piece from MSNBC, and let's just go through the the level of lies. So the the news the the commentator the teleprompter reader there starts with the core lie. This is a transgender swimmer. Transgender doesn't exist. There's no such thing. That it, it is not a real thing. There are people who are confused about their gender. There's people who hate their gender. There are people who are defiant of their gender. There are transsexuals, meaning they have gone through the hormonal and surgical process to appear to be the other sex, but there's no such thing as transgender. It's a made up word. It is focus grouped for things like this to divide, to conquer, to invent a group of people over whom pharma can ride herd and make money and the party can use to have political power. And that's what it is. So it starts with that. No, this is a man. Well, we have that out of the way. Then she goes on to suggest that this man has, quote, transitioned. Well, that's actually not clear. If you've seen this dude, he is a very big dude, very tall dude. He was a varsity swimmer with the men. And incidentally, even if he has taken estrogen and had testosterone blockers, it's not for enough time. It's like a year Next up, the the advantages of testosterone don't just blow away in the wind. Men have more lean muscle. They have bigger hearts. They have greater lung capacity. They have, did I say more lean muscle and or fast twitch muscle fiber? They have a, a different uh, hip to waist ratio, which creates more power capacity. That stuff never goes away. His length in and of itself. Your wingspan as a swimmer is super important because the longer your wingspan, the more the more your strokes propel you. If you have, I have stupid Tyrannosaurus Rex arms. That's why I have problems deadlifting. I have to sumo deadlift because they've got these little whacked out Tyrannosaurus Rex arms. Oh, look at me! I'm a Tyrannosaurus Rex. I can't even grab it. You know. And if I swim against well anybody, that's my Achilles heel. It is. I got to start swimming. 
But if this guy has his big wingspan and the, the actual woman he's swimming against has a wingspan that is, you know, two feet shorter with every single stroke, he's gaining two feet in potential and then bigger hands, scooping up more water, longer legs with more kicking. It's ridiculous. Then watch the way they cast it. They cast it, this, this, um, this person who wants and is very successful, I would add it, being of indeterminate sex. Congratulations, Joe, from NBC Out. You did that quite well. They cast this as, well, on one side, there's people who claim uh, that there is some uh, sort of advantage. However, there's a lot of disagreement. On the other side of the spectrum, though, there are the people who claim, yes, that the evil people claim it's, it's uh, it's this advantage, but there's disagreement on the other side. There is human rights. Mm-hmm. But but but, but yeah, wait a minute. But what about your right to not have to compete against a dude? If you're a woman, what about that right? Well, he's uh, that's a transgender. Uh, so that's the lie. And go back through the party. Guys, there's all sorts of people in academia who know this is nonsense. And in and, and that particular clip, the, the teleprompter reader from NBC saying her team supports her. No, they don't. They turn their backs on her or him. I did it. Turn their backs on him. When he won a like six minute race by two minutes, no one applauded. No one applauded him. Two minutes later, when the actual woman came across in what we're told is second place, but is actually first, they stood up and applauded. When he got the medals he stole put around his neck, no one applauded. When the second place person, who's actually the first place woman, got her medals, everybody applauded. And here's the great news. Oh, you didn't think it was all bad news, did you? We can see it. Here's why this is great news. Satan is the father of lies. He cannot make things. He cannot invent things. But he can twist things. He can erect smoke screens. He lies to us all the time. You know what? The reason that your dad left is because he, he, uh, he saw you as a baby and knew you'd never be anything. No. No one can look at a little baby and say, this is never going to be anything. That's, 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 that's Satan lying to you. That might be that your dad left because he's a scumbag. And if he left you, he's a scumbag. And he needs to repent. If your father walked away from you, your father needs to repent. And you have a right to know your father. An absolute fundamental right. If I knew who someone's father was and their mother wouldn't tell, I would absolutely tell that young person. Absolutely. Once they're 18, I wouldn't seek them out because that needs to be up to them. But if they sought me out and said, hey, you know what? You knew my mom. Come on, tell me who my dad is. I'd say, absolutely, I will. Absolutely. Well, your mom, my mom's going to be mad at you. I don't care. You have a right to know. 
Satan whispers things like, come on, you're not worth it. So he twists. The reason this is good news is that you and I can see these lies. And what that means is that the enemy cannot fool us. Because I believe he drives so much of this. Who else would say men are women? Who else would say your identity is black? Not, not in, not creation of God, not hopefully child of God. Your identity is a color. You don't have an immune system. God didn't give you an immune system. You need big pharma and Bill Gates. Who else would say that? Abortion's not murder. All we're doing is taking a seven and a half month old human being and pulling that baby out of its mother's birth canal and outside the body and leaving the foot inside and jamming scissors into its head. And sure, the baby seizes up for a second, but it's a relatively painless way to dispatch this clump of cells that had just been crying. Who else would do that? Who else would inspire a government to go work with the Chinese Communist Party to take a virus and make it more deadly? Who else would do that? This has to be beyond politics. It has to be. That's why I can look at this and say, father of lies. Psalm 12, 2 through 6 again. Everyone lies to their neighbor. They flatter with their lips, but harbor deception in their hearts. May the Lord silence all flattering lips and every boastful tongue. Those who say, by our tongues, we will prevail. Our own lips will defend us. Who is Lord over us? Did you hear that? By our tongues, we will prevail. Our own lips will defend us. Who is Lord over us? The same who is Lord over us. Ultimately, God is Lord over all. Ultimately, the path is through Christ Jesus. Ultimately, the father of lies is behind every lie. Even the small ones like, you know what, buddy? I'm, I, 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 I know I said I'd come over tonight, but um, I got a flat tire. Yeah, even behind that one. Because you're not showing enough trust in your friend to say, gosh, brother, I'm so tired. I, don't, I, I really wanted to see you. I just don't think I'd make good company. I need to sleep. I, 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 need, I need to rest. All right, we are, we are called to be perfect. That's man's. Let me know when you achieve that, will you? Because that'll be a big inspiration for me. Huge. Coming up next week. We'll begin to share the t-shirt designs with you. I can't wait. Someone said you should make holsters, gun holsters. Oh, one thing, just everybody dig this. Please understand this. Uh, we, we've had a bunch of people come to us and say, hey, will you do something? Will you, how about make, um, would you consider making crosses or no? Whoop, never going to happen, guys. Uh, nothing. We will use nothing of the Lord's. Uh, in the way of marketing. But these t-shirts are going to be cool. All right, this is the part I've been hesitating to, to, to cover. Ted Cruz. Ted Cruz has become part of D.C. 
when I first heard that Cruz was calling the people in January 6th terrorists, I thought, well, what did he slip? And I, and I let the news cycle run for a couple of days. And well, for a pretty long couple of days, as you can see, it's Tuesday. I can't let it run anymore. Because there's some things that I found out about Ted Cruz and the word terrorist that indicate to me he's fallen into being part of the party. You called this a terror attack when by no definition was it a terror attack. That's a lie. You told that lie on purpose. And I'm wondering why you did. Well, Tucker, thank you for having me on. When you aired your episode last night, I, I sent you a text shortly thereafter and said, listen, I'd like to go on because... The way I phrased things yesterday, it, it was sloppy and, and it was frankly dumb. And, I don't and buy that. Whoa, 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 whoa. Well, I don't well, buy that. For, look, I've known you a long time since before you went to the Senate. You were a Supreme Court contender. You take words as seriously as any man who's ever served in the Senate. And every word you repeated that phrase, I do not believe that you used that accidentally. I just don't. Tucker Carlson. Ted Cruz on Twitter, January 6th, 2021. Um, Ned Ryan found this. Ned uh, is, you'll see him on Fox News occasionally. I have met the Ryan brothers. I don't know that I know Ned. I've met him. I don't know that I know him. So basically, it's been a pattern for the last year for Cruz to use the word terrorist and terrorism to describe the protesters. This is quoting Cruz on January 6th, 2021. The attack on the Capitol was a despicable act of terrorism and a shocking assault on our democratic system. The Department of Justice should vigorously prosecute everyone who was involved in these brazen acts of violence. I thank the brave men and women of the U.S. Capitol Police and all other law enforcement agencies who responded to restore peace. Um, if you're beating up a cop or, or attacking cops, I can see that I would I could see that being called terrorism if it was in pursuit of a political end. That's, that's, that's not what he's said. I mean, he's being very broad. Now, in reality, is this the biggest deal? I mean, in relation to policy, no. Is it stupid? Monumentally. If he had said, here's a terrorist who was involved, here's an act of terrorism, well, that's different. That's not what he said. And then to lie to Tucker Carlson. Oh, no, I misspoke. No, he didn't. You triangulate. You have become a triangulator. You go in front of, see, and this is how it happens. You're so used to being in the Senate where you say these things and nobody calls you out because it's the uniculture. You're getting closer to the party, Senator Cruz. You're living too long in a culture of lies and triangulation. You say, oh, I forgot. You know what? It's like rock bands now. And I, I talked to a guy who ran tours for Van Halen, the Rolling Stones, Jay Giles band when Jay Giles was big at Aerosmith. And he said, I never got enough credit for being the guy who put up the city posters. What city posters? He goes, oh, that was my invention. I should have patented that. I'm the guy who put up on our on, on the monitors that face the crowd in big, huge black and white letters, the name of the city. Because wherever we'd go, it, and he was telling a story going, you know, with the bands and Van Lee to come out and say, uh, David Lee Roth, Woo! Glad to be back in Cincinnati! Ah! I ain't talking about love! Bow, bow, bow. Why aren't you clapping? Because you're in 
You're in Phoenix, Dave. Not Cincinnati. And, oh, man, I thought, oh, wow, I thought we were in, you know, because how are they going to know? <laughs> You're in the culture, Ted Cruz, of triangulation. You speak to your Senate colleagues. You put out statements to the D.C. press. And then you forget, oh, that's right. When I go on TV, I'm, 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 I'm firebrand Cruz. This is how it happens. It is always how it happens in D.C., I mean, you start to etch away at things, and this is the this is the ultimate. See, this goes back to me to Adam and Eve. It goes back to when Eve, when the when the the, the enemy came and said, "Look, God didn't really say you're gonna die. Just go over to the tree. Just come on now, go over to the tree. All right, it's tree knowledge. Just go look at it. Can you smell it?" <laughs> God didn't say don't smell it. Did he say don't trust it? Or don't touch it? I don't think he did. I think he said don't eat of it. Go touch it. Go touch it. Come on. Go touch it. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. And he touches the fruit from the tree of knowledge. And says, wow. That's some good looking fruit. That's day one. Day two, she goes over and now she just palms one of the fruits. Day three, she palms two of the fruits and then, and then she, she brings them back to where they're sleeping. And, and day four, she gets the fruits out and she sets them there and she looks at them. And at, at the end of day four, and uh, this is non-biblical. I mean, they don't tell us the timeline in the Bible. And, and then day five, it's like, I can't take it. I'm, I'm, gonna eat, I'm not going to eat all the fruit. I'm just going to eat a piece of it. Oh, wow, this is good. Oh, this is so good. Happens by degrees. It's in our nature to pursue these things. And on a personal note, I've watched people fall to this. I've watched people fall to the degrees. You know, I was thinking the other day about things I've avoided my entire life. One of them is being hooked on chemicals. The other is cheating on my wife. And I was witness to someone who fell for the apple thing, the, the tree of knowledge. We were in um, New York, of course, and at a bar. It's, I won't say, but it's, it's a very hipster bar. Guys, this was 20 years ago. Before my daughter was born and we're at this hipster bar and this guy just sold a, a great big, big tech company. And we were having, I don't, I, even then I didn't drink. I think I had a beer 20 years ago and about midnight, some, and I'll say girls, cause they were super young who worked at the bar. Very, very, very pretty girls came downstairs to where we were drinking. Uh, there was a, there was a riser in the bar, like at an upper level. And we were down in this little kind of living room area and they had been serving us drinks and they came and said, Hey, we just got off. Kind of mind if we have some drinks with you guys. And my friend and I looked at each other like, uh, what do you say? No, go away. Um, oh, okay. Um, it, but one of the guys was with us. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Sit down, sit down. And he's the guy who sold the company. And 
in the conversation, because we're finishing our drinks, I see the very first touch. One of the girls, this guy said a joke and it wasn't funny. And she is touching his arm. <laughs> That's the funniest thing. You know, you're an old soul. By degrees. And my other friend and I looked at each other and we, we went to our brother, or, or maybe it's not our brother, but our friend and said, hey, hey, can we chat for a second? And don't do this. What? What are you talking about? I'm just hanging out with some pretty girls. Don't do this. You're married and you have kids. Don't do this. I'm not doing anything. I'm just hanging out with the girls. They're funny. I'm just having some fun. Just stick with me. No, God, we can't stay for this. We can't, we can't. What, what are you doing? What are they like 21 years old? What are you doing? And so we left. Uh, I guess three weeks later, he's at home and he gets a phone call. And it's the two girls. Hi, it's us. Who's us? Oh, come on. You remember us. Remember we met and spent the night together in New York? What are you doing? What are you calling me? Uh, well, there's a problem with your Optima card. It's not working anymore. What, what do you mean by Optima card? Come on. You know what card we used that night? You using my card? Yeah. We need you to turn it back on. There's been a problem. I'm not going to give you my card. Well, but then again, we could send the videos to your wife. What videos? Oh, we have videos. We can send them to your wife. We know where she works. He's stuck. All they wanted from him was 10 grand a month. You know what that started with? Have a seat. You know what Satan was saying to him? Dude, you, you got this. Just talk to him. You got this. You know what Satan was saying? No one will know. You know what the club scene in New York was saying? <laughs> First timer here? We are inheritors of the greatest promise a redemptive, forgiving father. We can see the lies. It's our job, as we talk about on the podcast a lot, to help others see the lies. It's our job to recognize it's not always that you're just chomping the apple. Sometimes you're just cozying up near the, the tree of knowledge. Or, in Ted Cruz's case, camping out under it. Sure appreciate you guys being partners in the show and in the growth of it. Thank you so much. This is the Todd Hermer Show. Go be well, be strong, be kind, and please, please do be right with God.